Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneur. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to let you in on a fun, free live coaching event I will be doing on May 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern. It is called the Movement Mapping Party, where you will walk away with one simple plan to grow your authority on your terms. If you're a mompreneur on a mission, you've got a movement and a message to get out there, a passion to serve and support your clients, a desire to create a whole world around you and the work that you do, and you want to become a natural authority in your space, but right now you're feeling a little unsure or exhausted by this task, then this free group coaching call is for you. In 60 minutes, we're going to roll up our sleeves and audit where you're at in your movement making journey right now. Fill in my simple stacking system so you can see exactly how you can become a natural authority in the most sustainable and simple way, and you're going to leave with a game plan of what to do next. This is not your typical webinar workshop. This is client-level support on a group call because we go further when we link our arms together. So if you are interested in learning more, please head to themompreneurguide.com party so that you can join us on May 17th, 2022 at 2 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. I cannot wait to see you there. Now let's hop into today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, I have my new friend with me, Brenda. Brenda and I are super excited because we're actually about to be roomies at Kathy Heller's upcoming retreat. We're going in just a couple of weeks. And as soon as I met her, I knew she has got some amazing energy to her and she is an amazing mompreneur and we had to collaborate. And so that's why she is here today. Brenda Winkle is not only a mom to one amazing daughter, but she is also an energy expert mindset empowerment coach, and an advanced Theta Healing practitioner. Using Theta Healing practice, Brenda helps us mompreneurs reduce stress, reclaim our time, increase our energy, and release guilt and patterns that aren't helping us, allowing us to say yes to the things that matter most and shift thinking that holds us back. You know, I am all about being a present and productive mompreneur, so I am like raising my hand yes to everything here that Brenda can help us with. And so I'm so excited that she's going to open our eyes to this world of a theta healing practice. I know we're going to be talking a lot about meditation. We even have a fun surprise for you as you tune in with a guided meditation that you can listen to. And I've always had meditation in my life. I have done transcendental meditation, but I had not heard about this. So I'm really excited, Brenda, for you to teach us more. Before we hop into the juice of this new practice for us to learn, can you start off by sharing with us your mompreneur journey? Where did you start and how did you get to this practice and becoming an advanced practitioner like you are today? Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And I am thrilled that we got to meet and I'm so excited for our retreat and get to be roomies together. It's going to be so much fun. I can hardly wait. So I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I am a musician. And so I taught piano lessons. I accompanied for people. And that was just kind of in my blood that I liked to do things entrepreneurially. And then I became a single mom in 2007 and quickly learned that my teaching job was not going to pay the bills by itself. 
So I formed a couple different businesses. I had a photography studio at one point. I was a Mary Kay sales consultant and a, and a sales director at one point. And I started this business that I currently own called Brenda Winkle Empowerment in 2015. And I started it because in my photography studio, what I was finding that I loved most was the conversations before and after the shoot just getting a chance to connect with people. And I got introduced to Reiki healing, which is the Japanese form of energy healing that helps you release stress in about 2014, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. And the friend who introduced me to Reiki, we went together to get trained as theta healing practitioners. And it was so game-changing that I decided I had to make theta healing a part of my life. And the theta healing meditation technique was developed by Viana Stiebel in 1995. So she's trained, I think there's 65,000 of us around the world oh that are God. trained um, theta healing meditation technique practitioners. And I've gone beyond that and gotten my advanced training and some other additional certifications because I am drinking the Kool-Aid on theta <laughs> healing and what it can do for us because it helps us release patterns that no longer serve us. It, it helps us get over the blocks that maybe we kind of are aware that are there, but maybe we just don't know quite how to get through them. And then it can also heal different parts of our body. It's never intended to be a replacement for your medical care or your mental health care. Those things are your foundations. This is kind of like the cherry on top, but it can really make some significant, significant improvements to our lives and to our state of well-being. Oh my gosh, Brenda, I love hearing your story of how you've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. For those who don't know, I am actually a third generation mompreneur, so I can relate to it just like being in your blood and being at your core and just, it's a different way of thinking. It's thinking on your own terms and being more creative and just knowing that their possibilities are out there and they're endless. And so I love that you just dabbled in what felt good to you. You said you were doing music and you went with piano lessons and you started there and then you had a teaching job and you still do, right? You're still doing That's that. That's right. Yes. Yep, but you found other ways to follow your joy. And what I love the most that I just want to highlight for everybody is that you said you were doing the photography and the conversations before and after were what were your favorite. And so that's when you turned into the business that you have now being an empowerment coach. I think that is just something for everybody to remember is what are the things that you love to do the most and do more of them? I think sometimes we get in a trap and I'm sure we're going to be able to go over that with this practice here, which is we get in these traps and thinking that we should do one thing or we should do another when in reality, we just need to keep following our joy. I know that's what I'm learning a ton from Kathy's program. I, I don't know if that's been your takeaway as well, but I love that you are just practicing what you preach and now bringing us a whole new thing that I certainly have never heard of. So I am excited to hear more about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And yes, the following the joy, I feel like we don't give ourselves permission to do that. And that's where the good stuff is. That's where our creativity lives. That's where our sense of self lives. And when we follow the joy, everything else unlocks. We become more calm, more patient, more forgiving, more tolerant. And we become better parents when we're following our own joy. A hundred percent. I am 
because of Kathy, I created my own happy playlist and I play it like pretty much every day, almost every day. And it's like those songs that just get you in a good mood. And they just, it's a lot of Ben Rector songs and all of his new album because it's so good. And um, now my son, Jack, who at the time of this recording is three, about to be three, he found one of our old like kid phones and he'll, it plays music and he's like, mama, this is my happy playlist. <laughs> and we're just like learning, like, how can we just be more happy even when there's stuff that's stressful and they're painting on the wall with ice cream, which happened yesterday. And like, there's just all these things, your business, something happens in your business. Like, what can we do to find more joy and enjoy the happiness that we do have? And so I'm so excited that this is going to be another tool in our tool belt, in addition to those things um, to help us find more joy, release that stress, reclaim our time and be more present in this present moment. So why don't you hop into telling us a little bit more about Theta Healing? Like, what is it and why is it so important? Okay, absolutely. And I want to piggyback on something you just said. Yeah. I have a playlist that's called Good Vibes. Yeah. And it does the same thing where it's just it's the thing we go to when we need to, you know, dance it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's amazing. <laughs> I, real, real quick. Isn't it amazing though? Like I, I had had other playlists before. Like I had my millionaire playlist, which is like, you know, I played volleyball. And so it's like that pump up kind of playlist. And we made playlists before Jack was born because I thought like, oh, it's going to be this magical thing where when I'm giving birth, I can just like listen to music. And that's we never played those playlists. And so I have <laughs> those different things. But the happy one, I've just realized you wouldn't believe how quickly and I'm sure as a music teacher, you could speak to this, how quickly music can change the way that you feel. I've been blown away by that, that I put on the song. I put on a song or two. And in seconds, my mood changes. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And there's science to back it. So there was a, um, I, I don't want to say the year that she was born, but thousands of years ago, yeah. Hildegard von Bingham was one of the first musicians. She was a nun and she was one of the first musicians who understood the healing power of vibrations in music. And there was actually kind of a coup that happened when some of the power makers at that time realized what she was tapping into and outlawed that kind of music. And they actually changed the tonal center of music so that it wasn't as healing so that we could have people rely on other humans rather than the natural healing vibrations of music. So oh it's my gosh. so fascinating. Yes. It's really, it's really, yeah, and it's, all, it's all vibration, right? It's right. all vibration, yeah. whether we're talking about music or we're talking about theta healing or we're talking about feeling good. It's all vibration. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited to learn, like, this is just blowing my mind already. And we just started. So blow my mind some more about <laughs> vibrations. How does that play into theta healing? Like, I need, give me all of your wisdom. I need to know. All oh. <laughs> okay. So what theta healing is at its core is it's getting us into the theta brain state, which is a state of our brain activity where our waves are going in a certain pattern. And if you look at the brain science, it's a state that's typically between waking and sleeping. But in the theta healing meditation technique sessions, we allow people to be in that meditative state that's between wake and sleep, but they're totally aware and totally awake. And so that is the place where a lot of our subconscious beliefs lie and where we can do some major shifting. And in Theta Healing, we call that the seventh 
plane. And we are taught that that is the plane where creator lives. And creator can go by any name that you want creator to go by. It can be universe, source, higher self, God, what, whatever feels comfortable to you, that is the word that you can use and mm-hmm. use them interchangeably. And so then it's a collaborative process where we witness healing together. And you don't necessarily have to have a practitioner in place to get to that meditative state. And so I'll take you through a meditation later and kind of show you some ways that you can get there. And in Viana Siebel's book, Theta Healing, which is available anywhere books are sold, she talks about how to do that. Uh, it's a very meaty book. And so you really are going to want to learn more about Theta Healing before you buy that book because mm-hmm. it's dense, but yeah. very, very well written. <laughs> I love it. And it's bringing up, so like, I, I again, I'm kind of familiar with some of this stuff because I was trained in transcendental meditation. And so I'm curious, like, how is this meditation different or are they all kind of like a, like a, just a different flavor of the same base? Are you familiar with transcendental meditation? Like, can you compare, I guess, this to other forms? Well, I think from my perspective, the big difference between theta healing meditation technique sessions and any other kind of meditation is that you are being conscious about shifting something mm-hmm. where in a lot of other meditation techniques, we're trying to develop the awareness mm-hmm. and maybe the sensing of what we're doing. And so that we can then shift it in our conscious state. Whereas in theta healing, we're going in with the intent of awareness and shifting. So when it comes to starting the process, are we go always going in thinking like, I know there's this thing that I want to shift and then we're taking this session to shift that mindset or belief? Is that part of the concept? It could be. Yeah, absolutely. There are people who come in saying, I always feel like, in fact, I had a session today mm-hmm. where the client said, I feel like I never have enough time. I feel like I'm in scarcity around time. and So she came in with the idea that that was what she wanted to shift. And so I looked at that and we, we meditated around that together. And then we discovered that what was really the scarcity was a belief that when she shifted into doing the thing that she wanted to do, it was going to shake up her identity, but it came in as looking like she didn't have enough time. So yes, absolutely. You can come in with a a certain thing that you want to shift. And sometimes that's exactly what shifts. And sometimes that thing is actually something else. That's amazing. And so in just one session, you can uncover and really go deeper on something that you think is one thing. And then it's, it's really something else. Does that typically happen just in one session or does it have to kind of build upon each other? Both can be true. Um, It depends on how much other work you've done and it depends on your life experiences. You know, if you come in with a lot of trauma and a lot of really tough life experiences, one session is not going to necessarily change your world. It might make you feel better in the moment, for sure. There's there's space for that. But if you are pretty well adjusted, you've done a lot of self-work, you're very self-aware, and you've done a lot of healing, then yes, one session might be all that you need to get you to the next level. Interesting. So can you talk to us then about the how? Like, how do we do it? Is there a, a process that happens every time, just high level? Like, we start doing one thing and then we think to the next, or what can you tell us about the actual structure of this meditation? 
So the structure of the meditation, if it's pure theta healing, we would get into a meditative state and we would imagine going up into the atmosphere, going through the levels of dark and light and through all the layers of the laws and the layer, like, for example, law of attraction <laughs> is one of the layers that you would go through up into creator's white light. And you can actually see it when you're there. You can sense and see in your mind's eye that you're in that theta healing state with the, just the bright white light around you. I like to add a little bit of grounding before we do that. I find that my clients are more relaxed if they feel grounded. And so I do a heart centering meditation and then have them imagine their energy going down through their lower chakras, through their legs, through their feet, into the center of the earth and just kind of getting grounded mm -hmm. in the earth energy and then bringing that earth energy back into the heart and then extending into the theta healing meditation technique. I find that people are more relaxed just, and that's my, my own style, my own flavor yeah. that I bring. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And so then when it comes to doing these, you know, we have practitioners like you who can help walk us through and, and guide us through these. But you did mention you can practice this at home on your mm -hmm. own, correct? Yeah, you can. Um, you know, I think that you would definitely want to get some training because I mean, you're not going to do any harm by doing it, but it, it would help to be trained. But you could even consider this a mini training. Mm -hmm. And then you can you can get there any time that you want just by being mindful about extending up into that seventh plane. You can yeah. absolutely get there. It's a little bit like therapy in the sense that, and it's not therapy. Don't, don't mishear that, but it's mm -hmm. like therapy in the sense that you can take yourself so far, but sometimes you can't see your own stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it can be helpful to have someone else in there with you seeing your own stuff. And yeah. so like, I have somebody that I trade sessions with so that I'm making sure I'm continuing to work on my stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And is there a structure in terms of time? Like, is there a magic number of you have to do it for 15 minutes for it to make the biggest impact and do all of those amazing things we said it could do, like reducing stress and reclaiming our time and energy? Or does it depend on how much you need in a day? How do you decide how long it's going to be? You know, if it was just me and I'm just practicing on my own, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, three to five minutes, maybe 10 wow. might be, might Holy be enough. Sessions are longer than that. I offer 45 minute sessions because typically there's conversation around what do we want to shift and that kind of a thing. Um, but the meditations themselves can be fairly quick because it's an instantaneous shift when you're willing to make the shift. It's just instantaneous because it's a matter of shifting that vibration. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Brenda, this is such gold. Okay, before we hop into your guided meditation, because like I'm chomping at the bit to see how this works, <laughs> is there anything that we should come into this part of the recording with? Like, do we need to think of anything special or do we want to think of one thing that we want to shift or are we just ready to show up and do this thing? I think we're ready to show up and do this thing. I will say that if you're driving, you want to make sure you keep your eyes open. And so any prompt that I had to lower your eyes, you would ignore if you have your hands on a, a steering wheel. And then save this for later and then come back and do yes. it again. You can close yes, your yes, eyes. Yes. <laughs> that's always helpful. Okay, Brenda, are you ready to do this? Can yes, guide let's us, do guide it. Us through one of these meditations. Absolutely. So just get comfortable. And that just means that you're not going to be triggered by your nervous system. So whatever feels comfortable to you, sitting up, laying down, whatever's comfortable and try and just uncross 
hands, uncross ankles, just so that you're allowing energy to flow cleanly through your body. And then you can let your eyes drop to a soft gaze, or you can allow them to drop closed, whatever feels good. And just settle into this moment. Take some deep breaths. You can kind of feel yourself relaxing just a little bit because of the, the breathing. And on your next inhale, we're going to imagine centering our energy right over our heart. And that might look like a bubble, a little ball. And every time you inhale, watch that ball grow. And every time you exhale, watch that ball grow. And we're just feeling that expansive energy right around our heart space. And on your next exhale, we're going to send that ball of energy down through your spinal column, through your legs, through the bottoms of your feet, through the crust of the earth, down into the center of the earth. And we're going to watch it go right down into the middle of the earth. You can kind of just see your ball of heart energy bouncing around in the center of the earth, marinating in that beautiful energy. And then on your next inhale, we're going to bring that ball of energy back up through the center of the earth, through the earth's crust, through the bottoms of your feet, through your legs, your spinal column, back up into your heart and allow it just to sit in your heart space. It probably feels very good and soothing and grounded. And on your next exhale, we're going to extend that ball of energy through your upper chakras, through your throat and your third eye and through your crown up into the atmosphere. And we'll watch that ball extend up, 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 keep going up through the atmosphere, through the layers of dark and light and dark and light, and dark and light and through the pink layer and the yellow gelatinous layer up into the white light of the seventh plane. And you'll know when you get there because you're going to see bright white light. And this is what we call the seventh plane or the theta state when you're seeing this bright white light. And if this is your first time experiencing this, you can bring yourself up to this anytime you want, and you can get back up there just with a willingness to get back up into the seventh plane in the white light. And if you're an experienced meditator, you can probably even open your eyes right now and maintain that meditative state. What I'd like you to do right now is to look at your hands and see if you're carrying anything you no longer need to carry. And if you notice that you're carrying something you no longer need to carry and you would like to release it, in your mind's eye, I'd like to invite you to extend your arms and release that. And we'll send whatever it is that's no longer serving you up to God's light never to return. Take a deep breath and an exhale, letting that go. And before you, you'll notice that there's an unconditional ball of love, a ball of unconditional love. And if you'd like, just step inside it. And 
And you can feel that beautiful, unconditional love energy shifting things, shifting your perspectives. And allowing you to release things that are no longer serving you that aren't for your highest good. And maybe there's some forgiveness that you can offer, maybe to yourself. And maybe there's some forgiveness you can accept. And all you have to do to make this happen in an instant is just to be willing, just to say yes. And we'll just ask creator of all it is that you allow this listener the healing that they are wishing to experience in this moment. And we ask that you grant their healing across all cells, times, planes, languages, religions, countries, dimensions, versions of this lovely listener in the highest, kindest, best, quickest way possible. It is done. It is done. It is done. Thank you. Show us. How's that feel? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I'm blown away by you being able to read my mind. <laughs> when you <laughs> said the energy or the ball at the beginning, mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of was like a like a blue kind of ball or bubble. And then right after I imagined it, you said the ball or bubble. And I was like, oh, how do you read my mind? Whatever it was, <laughs> it was unprompted to to think the same thing as what you said. And then clearly you are so good at what you do. And I just feel like I'm so much more centered. It was so interesting to see what was in my hands and what I let go of. For me, it was this big weight and it must have had pressure came, the word pressure came in my head, but a weight was, was what was holding in my hands, like an anvil style mm -hmm. weight. And then just to see it kind of float up weightless was so interesting. And in such a short amount of time, we were able to do that. I think that was wow, I'm, I'm blown away. You are truly a master at this craft and so <laughs> helpful in, in what you do. I can't wait to listen. I'm listening to this like every day now. This is my oh, new excellent. morning <laughs> <laughs> And I have a free one that you can download and it's on my website. It's at breadawinkle.com forward slash feel better because this kind of meditation really does make you feel better. Mm -hmm. So that'll be linked in the show notes for everybody to listen to so that we can just keep consuming this, this goodness. I mean, it just really does feel like a warm hug or like honey or, you know, it's just, it so, does. it's so amazing. Brenda, I'm speechless at this point, but I would love for you to continue <laughs> on while I digest everything that you just shared with us. Can you share your support? I know we've got to experience a little bit of it now, and you mentioned your Feel Better meditation that we can listen to. Can you tell the listeners any other next steps who are like into Theta Healing now or at least want to dip their toes yeah. in there more? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I think the thing to recognize is sometimes we have this one and done mentality that if I've listened to this thing, there's no more value for me in it. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. Every single time that you meditate, even if you're using the same meditation, whether it's this one or some different one, there's value in it because you're not the same being that you were the last time that you've listened. Mm -hmm. And so don't be scared to re-listen to the same thing if you find value in it. If it felt good one time, keep listening. And then you'll know intuitively when it's time to shift into something else and just mm -hmm. follow that intuitive nudge. 
And mm-hmm. so I think that would be a really good first step and a really nice free one too. It's just to do so that. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I do offer one-on-one sessions and I do offer one-off sessions. So if you think, I just want to dip my toes and try this, I do offer that. I also have a larger container because some people feel like they know that they really want the time and the space to dig into some things. And so I have a 12 week package with six sessions inside. And that's really designed for the person who is wanting more support and wants to get to the bottom of some of these root issues. I think that's a great distinction to know too. Like if there is something specific that you're looking to work through and want additional help, again, you said this is another cherry on top, a tool in our tool belt to help us with our healing and just breaking these patterns. And I love that you said that there is a container for people who want to dive deeper. And if you feel like you're in a good space and you just want to, again, polish things up, then you have space for that as well. That is so incredibly helpful. Brenda, if you are ready, we can move on to rapid fire questions. Oh, let's do. Okay. Fun stuff. So I always talk about when it comes to mompreneurship, I have found that there are three S's to do it with as much ease, and that is strategy, support, and self-care. I view it like a bridge and I'm standing on top and these are the three pillars. And when I'm feeling unstable, I look to one of these and that's where I know to fill that cup back up. So my first question for you is what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides sharing your theta healing technique that you just shared with us? I would say being consistent with time. And for me, that looks like two things. Number one, I distinguish what's important. What's the main thing on my to-do list? And I put that in my calendar. Mm -hmm. So my work time is actually scheduled as part of my day. I love that. All right. Are you a paper calendar person or are you a digital calendar person? A little bit of both. I have a digital calendar on my Google calendar mm-hmm. and I am a huge fan of the Michael Hyatt um, full focus planner. And Ooh. so I have that also. So I have a paper calendar that keeps me really focused with my top three things for the day. And then my digital calendar that makes sure that I'm at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I love it. I am like a digital calendar person all the way. I have my notebook that I just like jot down notes in like I am right now. But if if it's not on my digital calendar and it doesn't remind me, then it doesn't exist. I won't know that it's happening. (laughs) Mompreneur life, right? Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? I think the essential support I have is community. I am a big believer in building community and not only one community. I feel like we need circles of community and maybe there's overlap in those community and maybe there's not, and that's okay. So I believe in making community with the people that are right around you, physically right around you, like your neighbors, your community members. I believe in affinity group communities, people that are experiencing life the way that you're experiencing life and having shared experiences that are like each other is so important to have people that you know are experiencing things the way that you're experiencing so that you have that teamwork. And then I also have community that helps me grow. And so those kind of communities are people that are probably better than I am at what I'm trying to do. So when I have questions or I come up against something, I can ask for support. So I would say community. (laughs) Yeah, that's so huge and interesting. I'm curious for your affinity. So that would be kind of like hobbies or just something else that you're interested in that isn't maybe related to the specifics of your day in and day out. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it can be anything. It can be like, for example, I'm plant-based. So it might be a plant-based affinity group where we can make plant-based recipes together or share plant-based recipes. Or at one time when I was a brand new single mom, it was single moms Mm -hmm. because they understood what the taxes of a single mom life was. So, you know, you can make it literally anything, whatever you feel called to make your group about, you can make Mm -hmm. your group about it. I love that. I love just having those tactical things like your circle of neighbors or local or, you know, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. that, the people that are close and around you, the affinity groups. I love having having that example of like your plant-based or your mompreneurs or whatever it is, and then growth. So I'm guessing Kathy's group falls into that, that we're into, but I'm sure you're in a bunch of other growth-minded uh, spaces as well. Yes, both are true. Yes. I, Kathy Hiller has been really a game changer in my life. And I'm so grateful for our little container of community. And then I'm also a member of Amy Porterfield's Momentum, which is um, a group of people who graduated from Digital Course Academy. Mm -hmm. And so they're entrepreneurs, specifically course creators. And Mm -hmm. so that is is another group that I rely on for inspiration and help. Yeah. Yeah. It's always so fun to hear because I know sometimes it's really hard to like find those spaces that you are looking for that you want to be in. And so I always love hearing examples or other places I might want to consider to check out. So I appreciate you sharing that. Let's hop into your go-to self-care activity. When you have a little me time, what is it that you choose to do with it? Most often I'm going to go on a walk somewhere. It's going to be outside so that I can experience the seasons. And the only weather I don't walk in is icy. Other than that, I'm out walking. I feel like that is a place for my mind and my body to sort of recalibrate. And then hydration is key. I think hydration is, we don't talk about it enough. I could not agree more. I know I always need to work on my water intake. It has been a problem since I was a child and I still am not doing much about it. Except for when I was (laughs) pregnant. I was really good about the water intake when I was pregnant, probably because the babies were forcing me. But now they're just dragging me away from the water all the time to play. So I'm like much further away from it. Oh, I love it. All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. Do you have a funny story that only us mom entrepreneurs will get? (laughs) One story. Okay. So the hard part of this question is narrowing down the one, the one story (laughs) I want to share. I do remember we were setting up for a large event when I was a Mary Kay sales director and my daughter was about five. And I remember that I turned around at one point and all the pretty ponies were all over one of the guest tables that we had just finished setting up for this event. So that was that was a pretty, <laughs> was she setting up the ponies? Like she wanted to have her own table to sell at as well, or like how, how did that play out? Well, it, they were setting up for um, like, a, it wasn't a dinner event, but it was a round table event that was going to have snacks. And so the ponies were on the centerpiece and they were on the napkins and one was eating off of the fork and they were just, you know, at the party. I love it. She just brought them to the party. She's like, did you leave me some invites? I have friends that I'm bringing. <laughs> exactly. Just oh, there's in. room. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. There's, I always say when I do these and everybody can laugh if you listen to them all, because I always say there's just no mom and entrepreneur separate. That's why it's mompreneurship. We're always doing one thing and and the kid part comes in and we wouldn't have it any other way. So I just love hearing these stories <laughs> because they just make us all laugh, you know, like, oh, we a hundred percent get it. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't really change. My daughter's 20. Mm-hmm. And right before you and I logged on, she said, Hey, when you finish, can you come up and look at my room? And I was like, well, I have two minutes now. She said, "Mm, I don't want to ruin your vibe. Why don't you wait till after? Oh, no. (laughs) Now you're going to go upstairs. You got to go. You got to let us know what happens. When we do our Instagram live, you're going to have to tell everybody what happened so that we are. Okay, I will. (laughs) We need to know the back end of the story and I'll make sure to link that in the show notes so everybody can hear. Brenda, this has been amazing. I so appreciate you sharing your gift and sharing this knowledge on a space that I know I was not as familiar with, but now I am so happy that I do know it. Everybody, make sure you head to the link in the show notes so that you can learn more about Brenda, grab that other meditation and just dive into her world because clearly she is gold. I so appreciate your time and being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I just loved our conversation. Yay, me too. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Loved it? I'd so appreciate your review. Ready to become a natural authority in your space? To start a movement on your terms? Head to themompreneurguide.com slash party to snag your seat to our next free movement mapping party. See you next time.